Sup, I'm Logan, and it's Thursday at 11, which means you're listening to Multiversal on Weagle 91.1 Auburn. Multiversal is a show where we talk about comics. So for the next two hours, I'll be talking about comic book news, reviews, movies, TV shows, and more. With anybody from around the multiverse able to pop in, you won't want to miss it. So sit back, relax, and let me be your Multiversal tour guide. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to Multiversal. It's our first podcast back from spring break, and it's a big one because right before the Thursday last one, the Batman came out, I have a special guest in the day, the host of Certified Bangers himself, Luke. Cannot say your last name. Can I? You're, you're on. Am I on? Oh, yeah, I'm on. You're on. All You've right. been on this whole time. You're going to be my, uh, my tour guide for today. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, you're the first guest I've had on that I actually have the first part recorded because I had Adam on last week and didn't record the first seven minutes. All right, well, we got the, the whole thing <laughs> rolling this time. Guaranteed to have this recorded. So when did you see the Batman? I saw it, I think it was the Tuesday of, or maybe Monday of spring break with Davis. Cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was me and Davis and, uh, and Aaron. Yeah, I heard Davis was real excited about that. If you didn't know, we have the movie podcast with Alex and Davis and... I think they reviewed it Monday and it's coming out tomorrow. Maybe I'm not like sure. That? It was actually when I went with Davis, it was his second time seeing it. <laughs> Within like I think he saw it like the day before, even two days before. I think I went to see and it that was... Tuesday too or something like that. I went to see it the So how many times have you seen it? You've I've seen, seen it twice. It twice. I okay. saw it the day it came out and then I went home for spring break and saw it with my friends in Tuscaloosa. So but yeah, really good movie. It was. I watched it the first time, like a regular theater. The second time, have you ever heard of D Box? I've not. It's like this theater. It's basically it's like if you're on like a ride at like Universal or something. You know, how like the chairs. Yeah. Move around. So it's like, 4D. It's 4D. <laughs> it, it's like and... no, it wasn't. But like it was. Luckily, it wasn't 3D. It was like a regular movie. But like basically, like for like the action scene, the chairs move around. So like when what? the. So like I have never been to a D Box movie before that, and so the first scene when like the Riddler. This is spoiler podcast. So if you don't want to hear it, it sucks. Um, log off now. Log off now. No, never log off. We will always have it going on in the background. That's what we want to hear. Always. Always. But I'm sitting there, right? And the Riddler comes in and he like bashes the guy's head. And I'm like this. It just shakes you. It's like shaking me back and forth. For those who didn't see me, see it, I was frantically moving. It was, he was, he was, (laughs) (laughs) he was squirming around here in the the studio for those who didn't see it. <laughs> it like like the chairs like lift you up and like you got launched yeah like you almost like get like launched like you'll like hover like when he like looks down like over the thing you're like hovered over like this like so it's funny because so i went with four of my friends so it's me on one end and my other friend on the other end however cha- you can like adjust the chairs yeah all the way up and so we're like every scene like anytime there's action we're just like <laughs> I think I did one of those one time. They had one at, I want to say Six Flags or something oh, yeah. like that, and it was a, a SpongeBob movie. Oh no, that has to was be. Was that was that Universal? It could have been because they might have, have with Jimmy Neutron was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the Nicktoons thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So that was so. But like me and him are moving around, and my other two friends have like adjusted all the way down, so they're like barely moving, and we're like getting thrown around the whole movie but uh what are some of your what are some of your thoughts before i get in i was so i initially gave it yeah like seven and a half seven between seven and eight 
which I mean, right between seven and eight, seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick math for you guys, quick right there. Math. Um, but no, I liked how like the tone of the movie. I had never seen anything like it. Like how it was like very dramatic, but I found myself laughing a bunch. Like <laughs> I, I was almost laughing because it was like so serious, and it's like every moment of the film was the most dramatic. Yeah, for it sure. It felt like to me. I don't know if that was just my interpretation of it or when I when I saw it the first time, I mean, I give it like a 9, but I'm also like a huge nerd, so like my my <laughs> values is a little like biased. But when I first saw it, I was like on the edge of my sheet gripping. I wasn't like laughing much. But the second time, I could not keep a straight face at the river. Yeah. He's like, "If you are justice, Please do not lie. And then, like this, and then at the end, whenever he gets the message, he's like, "Hey guys, thanks for all the support over the time." And like, oh, I don't know. It made me. It. I can definitely see how you can laugh in that because, like, it almost takes itself too seriously. Yeah, because I didn't expect it to be as that, dramatic as it was. Yeah. And so it kind of like caught me off guard, and I found myself like just like I, <laughs> it felt almost like a comedy to me. So. What do you think are the odds that Alex dresses up as the Riddler this year? <laughs> I think I think that would be good. When when you know was he, he thinking about doing as, that? Well, I don't know. I know he dressed up as Joker the year Joker came out. So ah, I wouldn't be shocked if he came in fully dripped out. I mean, it's it's a long way off. Halloween's a long way off. So nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's already planning. <laughs> Did you see the um the popcorn? Did you go to like an AMC? Yeah, we went to the AMC. Did you see the popcorn buckets they were handing out? No. What? What? Uh, The one over here in uh, mm -hmm, that they sold for the Batman. The AMC, all of them. But we, I got one. Well, Adrian, me and Adrian went to see it. Yeah, I don't know his co-host for Beat Drop. And he he, had to go to class. Yeah, he had to go to class. He he might call in. He might call in. Adrian, if you're listening, call in right now. (laughs) You're you're a loser. That's why going to class. Like, come on now. What are you here for? You're not here to go to class. You're here to. Do you're radio. here to talk about yeah. the Batman Man. movie. That's what you're doing in college. <laughs> um, but he got the the popcorn bucket is like the cowl, but the mouth like is like it's basically the cowl. So the mouth is wide open, and the like the little head part, like, like the top, the top of the popcorn bucket is like the mouth. No, 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 no. So it's like if I can find a picture of it, but I mean you're not gonna be able to see. It. Let, let me describe it for you. So it's like the cow, right? But without like a head in it. So it looks like a normal mask, but the top of it opens up for popcorn like in the head mm. of the thing. But also like the mouth wide open. So it looks like really weird. Apparently, um, former Weagle host Chris Tobias got one and uh, held it in a precarious position <laughs> watching the film. So it looked like I cannot say that on air, but you get the picture. The old cheetah, the old man of cheetah print. Yeah, the old man of cheetah print. But like, Dude, those things were insane. I brought it to the Weagle studio, I think, the Friday before spring break, and Grayson was so freaked out by it, he had to tape it up, tape up the mouth, and put a mask <laughs> over it so he wouldn't be weirded out. Sounds like a pretty uh, scandalous popcorn. Sc- scandalous <laughs> popcorn. Bucket. It's very weird because you're like, when you think you're eating popcorn out of Batman's head. Did so they like, charge you more for it? Yes. I didn't buy How it. How much more? <laughs> it was a $30 popcorn bucket. No way. And Adrian bought it. So oh this, my God. the story is we're like, we get there like super early, like maybe like an hour early or something like that, hour, hour and a half. I think we got there at five for a 6.30 showing. And so, or it may have been 7.30. We got there at six for like a 7.30 showing. And this was on a Thursday? It was on a right? Thursday. Because weren't you, yeah. And so 
we get there and we get our tickets and we're like, oh, we can't even go in yet. So we go back. We don't get popcorn. And he's like, should I get the popcorn bucket? I thought it was $30. If it was like 20 I probably would have bought it. But I was like, it was I'm not ex- paying $30. It was like, that extra 10 bucks that, uh, that extra sent you over the edge. For uh, a tub of plastic, yeah. And so, and it didn't even like carry a lot of popcorn because he goes, when they give it to us, they're like, do you want it in the thing or do you want it in a bag? And Adrian, because it's like a large popcorn. And Adrian's like, I want it in the bag. We poured it like in. Like you didn't even have popcorn in it? Well, they could have poured it in, but if they gave, it's supposed to be a large popcorn. And yeah. So they gave us the bag for the large plus the head. And we put the bag in, and that was less than half would have been. So we would have got paid for a large popcorn and got like half of one. Mm. If we so they just put the popcorn in a different bucket? They gave it like a bag for or the it bag. And, yeah. it and stuff like that. So Adrian's like, yeah, thought ahead. So he's like, should I buy one? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should buy one. You should buy one <laughs> for sure. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, I want one, but yeah. I'm not going to buy one. And he ended up le- leaving it to me for spring break because I was going to bring it here and no one saw it. And then he left before picking it up. And now it's sitting at my house. So he's not getting that bag. A little collectible. A little collectible. Nice. Now, I liked, I really liked um, Robert Pattinson in the movie. I didn't think I'd like him a lot, but what did you think of? Yeah, that was an that was a, uh interesting choice for it, but I think he played it, like it, it being kind of more on the dramatic side, I feel like he, he played it pretty well for it. He played it well. I don't, this is my opinion, I don't think anybody who has played Batman so far has been like, you know, like everyone talks about like Heath Ledger as the Joker, as like the greatest villain of all time and all this stuff. I don't think there's anybody, though, like, if we've had, like, eight, eight Batman or something like that, I don't think there's anyone that I can say is, like, the best. Yeah. And so, like, I think he did pretty good for what it was worth. I think part of, part of like, why I was laughing so much at the movie is because Batman is such a funny, he's such a funny superhero, like, within himself. <laughs> like, he's not, he's so against, like, guns in the movie, and then he just, like, goes and beats people up. Right. <laughs> and and it, he almost looks like he has, like, no mobility in that suit. Like, I remember, uh, what, what was the last scene? Uh, it was, like, when they were in the stadium and the water. Oh, uh, yeah, when was, the water was filling. When the water was filling. <laughs> I remember this one uh, little scene where it looked like he had no mobility, and he was just, like, waddling around in the suit. Yeah, because he, he fell down, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, Ugh. Ooh, and he's like crawling through the water. Batman's just a funny superhero to me. I, I, I mean, I can definitely see that, and, and there's definitely portrayals of him like as a funny superhero. I yeah. thought it was good for being serious. I definitely thought the penguin was funny though. Yeah, he's like, it's like, La, are you La Rata Alada? And it's like, you mean L? Or no, it was L. I don't even remember what it was. It's like L and La, you don't know basic Spanish. You're supposed to be the greatest detective. <laughs> Do you know that was? Do you know Colin Farrell is? No. That go look up the guy who plays the penguin. Looks Colin no- Colin Farrell. Yeah, he looks nothing like the actor. Huh. If you're listening at home, I you might want to look up a picture of Colin Farrell. I can't tell you to, but uh, it's incredible like what he they like did for his makeup. Oh yeah, he looks way different in this. Yeah, he's not even like big. He's like built. Yeah. They got him in a big suit and then like did a whole. And they made him, like, way older, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gave him the mop hair and stuff like that. But uh, I think we're going to go to our first break because I'm 15 minutes is done. So go ahead Boom. and get to our first PSA. Thank you, Cars. Um, I think that was the Mack truck from Cars telling us to not drive while drowsy. That is a good 
Good advice. As someone who has driven while drowsy, not worth it. Not worth it. Pull over. Take a rest. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to the Batman. Um, where, where were we even at? I think, what were we talking about last? I think we were talking about Pattinson or maybe the suit? Pattinson, the suit, how it wasn't mobile. I yeah. will say one thought- thing. One thing I really enjoyed about the movie was uh, just, like, how it was shot. Like, oh, yeah. Like, some of those – because almost the whole thing was, like, at night. Like, it was very dark. And just, like, their ability to successfully do those, like, low-light situations, so cool. That was – Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought the cinematography, fancy word, um, was good. Sorry, I've been doing the Oscars. I loved the cinematography. <laughs> I've been doing my Os- I've been watching too many Oscars films. And my <laughs> dialect has fancied up, but I thought it was shot beautifully. I thought like you could take like almost any like screenshot of that movie and probably put it on almost like a poster or something like that. Yeah, and it would stand out as like art. That's why I, that's why I saw one opinion. and I kind of agree with that. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the Riddler a lot because <laughs> of how like almost absurd it was. Yeah, with the whole like him calling in. And doing the riddles. He was like... I love how he had like a twitch. He had like yeah. a twitch and like almost like kind of like a like a discord type thing where he had like his like loyal... What was it like 500 Yeah, 500 followers. followers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, thanks guys. Thank you for all the support. I love how he's like trying got a to new be, sub. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to be all menacing for most of the movie. And then you get to that video and he's just like a normal like YouTuber or something like that. Yeah. Or I love too when I went to see him in the prison and he's like he he wants to be done with the conversation so he starts singing uh, the hymn. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I lost it. I lost yeah. it whenever that happened. No, 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 no! It wasn't supposed to be like this. I've been, I've, I'm kind of mad because I wear. Clear glasses, if you can't, you can't see me, but I wear clear glasses. And the first thing Davis said to me from when I came back from spring break, I woke up like maybe 10 minutes from my 8 a.m., went there, forgot my glasses, haven't even noticed I don't have them on. And he and Davis walks in and he goes, No glasses today? Are you trying to like die down from the heat the Riddler gives you or something like that? <laughs> and I'm like, why you had to point that out, man? Oh, uh, yeah, you mentioned that when you're at uh Einstein Bagels, you're like. I'm not trying to look like the Riddler. Yeah. Out here. <laughs> That's now all I can think about whenever I don't have my glasses. It was a no glasses week for me. I kept forgetting them. But <laughs> and the worst part is not only that, but then I went and just got some more clear ones. So it's gonna be like this for the next two, three years. Oh yeah. Compare me to the Riddler. I'm pretty sure um the Bard bought a Riddler mask already. Did he really? He had bought it before the movie. Speaking of the Bard. Yeah. If you, yeah, we'll let, we'll let you segue. Speaking in. of the Bard, there is a uh, concerts on campus, our Woo-hoo. WEGL series we got going every Thursday, and today we've got the Bard, the official Bard of Baldwin County. Yes, sir. Uh, he's performing out on the campus green at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And me and, and me and Luke are repping our Bard merch. You might get some yes. Bard merch today. Let we've me tell got, you, it's, it's pretty fire. It's pretty cool. We got the first ever drop here. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, I'm saying the the shirts we've got on right now. Oh, the, okay, yeah, the first ever, the first drop, um, oh. and hopefully more to come. I thought you were saying like he has a new design. I was like, no, Geez, I'm about to give me a new bar shirt. Yeah, 
Also, they're going to have some green ones for all you St. Patrick's Day folks. You know, I'm wearing one right now, so I'm not getting pinched. Let's just say that. And I've got my thin strip <laughs> that of you can put over neon it. green, neon green duct tape on my on my hey, sweatshirt. Hey, it counts. It counts because I forgot this morning. But Logan here was kind enough not to pinch me. It's mainly because like I don't think I can use his hand anymore. So. Yeah. There's no writing. It wasn't out of the hand. kindness of his soul. No, it was his hand is I've injured. literally pinched every other person but you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, where were we at? What did, what did you think of the Joker at the end? Or did you know that was a Joker? Whenever the Riddler was in prison and he's like talking to that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, what, what did the Joker actually end up saying? Wasn't he like, there's something about like, uh, oh, it's like better when you have friends. friends. Oh yeah, yeah, he was like he gave. He basically he's like, oh, don't cry. You yeah. did so good. And it's like first they admire you, yeah. then they see you as clowns or something like that. And then he gives him a riddle that was like the answer's friends. And he's like, yeah, me and you, buddy, or something like. No, that. it was pretty hard to miss that it was the Joker with yeah. the uh, hysterical <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I don't think I can do the laugh justice, but. That's actually uh, played by, I think the guy's name's Barry Keoghan. If you've seen Chernobyl, it's hard to see in the film, but he was like, he had been like credited and nobody knew his role, so everyone was pretty confident that that was going to be him. But he's in Chernobyl, Eternals, Dunkirk, Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the stuff he's in, but. I've seen Dunkirk. I saw Dunkirk a while ago. He's the kid on the boat. Oh, okay. The one that, like, it. When, like, you know the, how, like, they're having, like, a bunch of, like, regular people with ships come and pick up the soldiers? Yeah, he's a, he's the, uh... Like, black-haired kid who was, like... Yes. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. civilian boat. Civilian boat, yeah. <laughs> also, Dunkirk, great movie. Yeah, which Hans Zimmer actually did. Uh, really? The sound, the... Yeah, the score for Dunkirk. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I thought the Joker... Honestly, I don't know if I'm very happy about that, because... I kind of didn't want to see. I knew they were going to make another film probably after this because I'm like, it's going to be successful. It's a Batman film. Like, it's hard to not have a successful Batman film. Yeah. Even if you, even if it's awful, it's probably going to get a sequel. But why didn't, why didn't you like having the Joker in there at the end? I just feel like we've been like over Joker saturated the last couple of years. I mean, in the last ten years. You said you were a little scared of the the previous Joker movie, right? Or did you say? Oh yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, no, don't maybe 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 me not there. scared of is the right word. No, I was more like disgusted. We'll say that you oh, weren't spooked. I wasn't spooked. I was just like uncomfortable watching. Yeah, I I liked. I think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is great. It's a fantastic movie, but I'll never watch it again. It makes me uncomfortable, man. Those first like thirty minutes, he gets so skinny and has like his rib bones. Like I still almost, gotta like, watch it. Out. I want to. Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But like we, I had, want to. We had that. We had Jared Leto who did the Joker and Suicide Squad and like Batman vs Superman and a bunch of other stuff. We had, and then like it's literally been ten years. No, twelve, I think. No, fourteen, something like that. Sixteen. Sixteen. Eighteen. 18 Twenty. <laughs> but like we've just had a lot of Joker in the last couple of years, so I was like, it's enough I, joking around for you. Yeah, You're it's like, enough joking around for me. You know, let's get serious. Well, I'm like, Batman has, like, 50 villains that they could use from, and they they haven't used, or, like, maybe have used, like, one time, and we've seen Joker in, like, almost every iteration of, like, his movies, we've seen, because this is, like, 
the third set of Batman films. It's going to be the third time Joker pops up. He popped. He was in the first one. He was in the Christopher Nolan one, whichever one you know loves. And then he was in. Uh, now he's going to be in probably the second one of this. I wanted someone like Mister Freeze. Yeah. Or like uh, Bane. I'll take Bane again. If we play. wait, Mister Freeze. What is? What does he do? You don't know Mr. Freeze? I don't know Mr. Freeze. Well, Mr. Freeze is a villain that's basically, he's a, so he's a scientist, and his wife, I think has, she has some terminal illness. I don't know if it's like. This guy? That's the guy right Mm. there. I don't know if she has like cancer. It's some sort of terminal illness. So what he does, he like cryo freezes her until he can find the cure. And. In doing that, he does more research and eventually becomes, like, immune to cold and has, like, a cold gun and, like, can freeze over Gotham. It makes sense for him to kind of show up since the city's kind of flooded. Like, mm. he just frees all the ice. Oh, yeah. All the water and stuff like that. And, and it's a really inter- – it looks dumb when you look at that picture. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But he's a really interesting and cool villain that they have not – They've done one time. They need to do like a like a Batman on ice, like they do Disney yes. on ice with Mister Freeze. <laughs> I need Batman on skates running around yes. the city. No yeah. more motorcycle for him. <laughs> but they had that. Um, he's then done one time in like the nineties by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hmm. So I would not recommend watching that. One. That's the George Clooney one we were talking about. I don't know if you heard that, but Alex brought it up where he talked about the Bat credit card and. Back in the the nineties one, yeah, the nineties one with George Clooney, and he was wearing like the bat nipples, and he had the bat butt. Like he had like a super tight suit that had like nipples on it. It was weird. Nice. <laughs> no, it is not nice. There, there's a question: If you were a superhero, would you put nipples on your suit? Probably not. I don't really see a reason for I don't, it. I mean, like, what's the use? That's the. What's question. the use? Are you trying to arouse someone? Like. Come here, hey. How about you just go fight crime? You don't. Yeah, you don't, you don't need. You don't need nipples on your suit for that. Why? I just don't even understand why you would ever do that. Like, why would you put? I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, not the biggest fan of the Joker portrayal. I like that. What do you think of Catwoman? Catwoman. I thought it was it was pretty interesting. I liked how it was like kind of a slow reveal almost. I mean. Like, you just get to see her, like, at her house, and, like, then you see all these cats walking around, you're like, aha, oh, wait a minute, wait a second. (laughs) What did did you, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, she's so hot, are you on that train? I thought she was, she was pretty attractive. That's what kept you tuned in, you know? (laughs) It kept me, kept me locked in on the uh, two and a half hour, three hour film. Three hour film, (laughs) yeah, it was very long, not gonna, I I definitely felt it on the second. The first time, I'm pretty good at watching a film, like, First time go around because it's like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So, like, unless it's just super boring, even if it's three hours, I can be tuned in. But, like, if I didn't have those chairs moving the second time, I was, like, I would have tuned out. It yeah. Was just, it was a really long movie. I fell asleep for a couple seconds and Davis caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wake you up? Did he, like, wake up? I, was like, I thought you were snoozing. <laughs> I almost was. But uh, I love the, all the memes that have came out because of the film with Catwoman where it's, like, um, if I was Batman, I'd be leaving. I'd be leaving for her. I wouldn't, you know. It, yeah. It's like it wouldn't be me. That city <laughs> would have protected itself or something like the city, that. The city, the city will be all right. The city. Will be I'm out of right. here. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going. Cause where did she end up going? She like Blood went to Haven. the country or something. She went out of the country. She went to another city. I think she mentioned Bloodhaven, which is like another city in the books. Doesn't really <laughs> matter. 
probably not going to get brought up again. I'm sure she'll probably come back because, I mean. Yeah. Which, was this the first of, like, the series for those movies? I or mean. Or is it? Yeah, it was. They're going to make another one. They haven't, they didn't say, like, when this came out that there was going to be another one, but. Yeah. I mean, it was so successful. You they. Know. And they do, I feel like they do that with every movie nowadays. They do that with every movie, but, like, especially, like, comic book movies. Like. Yeah. It's, like, almost planned for it to be a sequel at some point. If mm-hmm. it's anywhere, any sort of successful. Like, even The Joker, which is, like, a standoff film, like, that should be one, like, they should not make a sequel. It wouldn't even make sense. They're doing another? They probably will. Uh. They're trying to. Warner Brothers is trying to push for it and, like, give Joaquin Phoenix a ton of money. Would you go to see it despite being uncomfortable at the first? <laughs> I'd go to see it. I mean, look. Despite being spooked? I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> spooked won't stop me. Let me. Let me tell you. I am a nerd, so I will go see these films either way, even if I hate the books. Like, there's one coming out, I don't know if you've heard of it, with Jared Leto called Morbius, which is like a, it's a, like, D-tier Spider-Man villain who's a vampire, and for some reason they're making a movie out of that, and I really don't care, and I think the movie looks terrible, but I'm still gonna go see it. Spider-Man's gonna be fighting a vampire? Possibly. Interesting. I might have to go see that. Spider Man might not be in it though. It's that's, gonna be the vampire it's movie. It's just about it's the just vampire about villain? the vampire villain. Wow. Who's that's like, a stretch. That's and they make a... Him like a, it's have you seen the Ven- have you heard of the Venom movies? Uh I think I've heard of them. I haven't seen them though. Yeah. They're the same thing. They're Venom, which is like a Spider Man villain, but without yeah. Spider Man. Which Venom was the one in the third Sam uh, Raimi one. Yeah, Toby Maguire one. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, um, God. Can you please yeah. kill Peter Parker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's played by Topher like Grace. like the bells. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, no. And yeah. he wiggles the, it's like Topher Grace underneath it. Yeah, they made a whole series on, of films about him. They made two, probably going on three. Were and they good? The first one was all right. The second one wasn't that good. Second, it, it was just like, I don't know. You might, it's, it's enjoyable, but like, I don't know. It's kind of weird because like, Venom's a villain, and, like, he eats people, like, like, pops their heads off and stuff in the comics. So it's, like, it's weird to see that in, like, a PG-13 setting, especially in the second one. Cause the they sec- just, like, wouldn't show it on camera. Yeah, they, well, they won't show it or, like, <laughs> allude to it. or like He's just like, I'm going to go eat this person, and then he leaves. He leaves yeah. the frame. <laughs> it's a PG. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, really weird in the new one because the second one has, like, a, like okay, it's okay if Venom doesn't do it because he's supposed to be a hero now. But like the villain is another symbiote who's like literally like the person who controls it is a serial killer, and he's like love tapping these guards or like it's like the way it, it just does not make any sense. Yeah, like in the setting of the and it was like super fast, like it was like an hour thirty minutes. So it was it was like hard to make it PG thirteen and like still. Like, be understand the depth of his character. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could understand it. It was just, like, watered down, you know? Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I didn't really like that one as much. But, like, they're doing... Sony's making these films for Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man. They're making it what? They're doing all the Spider-Man characters, but they don't have Spider-Man. Huh. So, it's very interesting to watch. I'm not looking forward to it. I think we're going to head to another break. We're a little over the 15 minute time limit but no worries we are back um luke has left the studio thank you luke for coming on if you want to hear more from luke and hear stuff that he's actually not a little bit more knowledgeable about he may he's not the biggest comic book guy but it's fun having people who aren't 
the biggest comic book people on because then we have more discourse and more, you know, explaining and stuff like that. It's good for viewership to understand, you know, instead of hearing me ramble about stuff that you know nothing about, you know. Um, but if you want to call in and talk about the Batman or really anything, I will be free with changing topics as you've seen on the show, as I've explained, like the bin of movies and stuff. Um, you can call in on our studio phone. It is the number is three, three, four, eight, four, four, nine, three, four, five. That is three, three, four, eight, four, four, nine, three, four, five. Or if you don't, We'll say it the normal way, 334-844-WEGL, if you have that pad, you know, if you can't remember, 9345. But, yeah, if you want to call in, call in. We might have another guest come on later in the show, maybe about 1230. Um, Alex might be coming in and talk a little bit Batman with us. And Alex, if you don't know, is the host of Through the Lens, the movie podcast. I don't know if they, they record, like, weeks early. So I don't know if they ran one this week, but... I know they uh, recorded the Batman episode, and they're recording one next week on all the Batman movies. It's very exciting for them. I would join, but I have a class during that time, so it's very sad. But anyway, let's get back to the Batman. Personally, I thought this film was a 9 out of 10. It is my favorite Batman movie ever, probably. And this is, I've I've done like the three days thing where you think, did I really like this movie? Do I like it better than this? Yes, I do. I like The Dark Knight a lot. It's a really good film. It made my, my top five. And I think I'd bump it out now for some other films, but like still, it's a really good comic book movie. But The Dark Knight does not get Batman 100%. It does not get the character. The Batman does. That's my opinion. I think Christopher Nolan understands character well but not perfectly and I think Matt Reeves does because let me tell you the Dark Knight if you take the Joker out and you put any other villain in it's not even a top 20 comic book movie I think that it has a lot of flaws with the character of Rachel which is just not even a comic book character it's just he could have pulled any of Batman love interests to choose but Christopher Nolan decided to make up his own and then kill her off which is just not cool, man. Not cool. Made no sense why Batman just infatuated with this woman. Especially he's a complete nobody. The character of the Joker was amazing. Of course it was. He's the one who captivated the whole movie. And you kept watching it because you wanted to see more of this unstable lunatic. You know, what he will do next. You know, I mean, the great first scene where he does the whole bank heist. And then burns the money later. Because some men just want to watch the world burn. You know, as Alfred said. It's, uh, he does an amazing performance, but ultimately I felt like the plot was weakened. I felt like barely using Harvey Dent and then setting him up at the end was so weak. Like, I'd rather he set up Harvey. I'd, sorry for the yawn. I'd rather Nolan would have set up Harvey in this film and used him in the third one instead of just, oh, he's there at the end and Batman has to kill him or whatever the crap happens, you know? It's like, it's just... It's so whack. It's so dumb. I just, I don't know. I'm a big Two-Face guy, so that kind of irks me with the way he was portrayed. I felt like they could have done him a lot more justice. I felt like the Joker was done great, obviously. But other than the Joker, you take that out. The whole part where he goes to, like, Tokyo is, like, lame. Like, and then I just don't feel like, I don't like Christian Bale that much as Batman. I think he's all right. 
But I don't think he's great. I think he's passable. I think he's definitely not the worst. I mean, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, come on now. But, uh, like, he's not the best. Um, and he's a great Bruce Wayne. He's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. That's why I'll give him that. But he's not a great Batman. He just isn't. It's my opinion. Especially the suit. It, it, one thing Luke said, you know, it looked like he couldn't move in that suit. But, I mean, it looked like he could move. He definitely looked like... Because I, I should have kind of an opposite opinion than Luke. I think he couldn't move. It definitely looked like in parts that, yeah, it was a little clunky. But, like, let me tell you, if you think he couldn't move, look at the Christopher Nolan film. He looks like he's, like, molded by the suit. Like, he can barely move. And the combat's so slow in those films. They have some great scenes. You know, the whole interrogation scene and everything with the Joker. And Why so serious? My father was a drinker. You know, all that stuff. But, you know, it was... It, it it overall I don't feel like fundamentally was good with Batman, um, but that leads to our next. But when I uh, <laughs> sorry I'm a little flustered here on air, but for the Batman the new one I feel like it fundamentally understands the character. Um, I think Robert Pattinson did a great job in the portrayal. I feel like he could have done a better Bruce Wayne, but I feel like that was the setup for the first movie, is that he needs to be more, and so he's going to be more philanthropy Bruce Wayne in the next one. But right now, he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He doesn't care. The Batman is the soul, and Bruce Wayne is just an act. I like that pervasive, you know. I like the whole duality of it later on, but this is early on. This is year two. This is, you know, he hasn't, come with the grips that he has to do that yet you know and so I like the whole you know when he comes out for the funeral the mayor everyone's like dang you know Falcone's like the man more reclusive than I I know some people you know didn't like that Bruce Wayne wasn't portrayed as much but I personally found that it was I thought it made sense for the story and I thought Pattinson did a good job in that scene Bruce Wayne especially like the, I mean, the shots in the movie, especially, like, the funeral scene where the, you can see the Ridley. You can, like, tell he's standing up there, but you can't see his face. And Batman's just looking up at him when he goes away with the car, crashes in. And the whole, oh, that's what I really like about this film. I love, this is the way to introduce a character that isn't a comic book character that doesn't really matter what to do well. Instead of Nolan... We can get Rachel, that's a love interest. You have Matt Reeves bringing in the kid, who I don't even know his name, the mayor's son, and, like, the parallels between him and Bruce throughout the whole movie and, you know, the look they share each other in that first, you know, scene, scene where you see Batman come in with the cops and they check on the body. And then the look he gives them at the funeral and him saving him. And then, the you know, at the end, it all comes full circle. With the kid, the first to reach out to Batman to get help, you know, to get out of the mayor's thing was just, it was chef's kiss. Perfect. Um, I thought the Riddler was re- done really well. I That's one thing I really noticed about this film. In, it, they did it in the Nolans, but I think they did it just a lot better in this film. Is they were trying to be, it felt very comic booky in presentation, but was also the action and the set pieces and stuff were hyper-realistic. 
Like, it, this looked like a realistic Batman suit. Everything on that suit had a purpose from the chest emblem being um, uh, almost like a knife or a batarang that he, he can use. And, you know, him having the flares on his belt, the arm things were harpoon reloaders, as someone has pointed out and stuff like that. And that he had, like, stuff to, you know, like the wingsuit and stuff like that. It was very, it was a very practical costume. And I like that because it made, oh, I'm yawning here. I like that because it's just, I like the, I'm fine with the practicality of it. And I understand people are going to want that because Batman's supposed to, you'd like to have a realistic version because he's supposed to be a normal man, you know, realistic feats. So I, I like that along with how comic booky the story presentation from. That's why one critique, not really a critique, but, pl- you know, admiration I saw people giving the movie was, um, that it, it really felt like you were just watching a graphic novel, you know, watching it unfold. And I agreed. I will say, I don't know if maybe I just read too many books or I had to ask around, but I saw Falcone being the rat a mile away. As I saw it from frame one, basically, when they showed that, uh, what's his name? It's Falcone and... The guy they, they bust for drugs. Oh, Mar- Sal- Salvatore Moroni. When they said the Moroni drug bust, I knew instantly um, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. sorry, I get a little distracted. I knew instantly that he was going to be the rat because I'm like, okay, makes sense. You know, if you've read The Long Halloween... Salvatore Moroni and um, Carmine Falcone are like the biggest rivals ever. They literally hate each other. It's like almost like Romeo and Juliet, Lord Capulet, Lord Montague levels, you know, the Godfather-esque. Um, and so it was very cool to see that they kind of referenced that, you know, in the story with him being the rat and then getting control of the city underneath. You know, that basically the cops work for him. Like, he doesn't work for the cops. The cops work for him. Um, I like that about the film. I really like the portrayal of the Penguin and the Riddler. I like the Riddler. And getting back to this, the Riddler, when I got to the realism thing, I mentioned I like the Riddler, and I didn't tell you why. It's because of how realistic it was. The Riddler, as a concept of the character, is kind of loony. How can a guy who does riddles always get away? But he's supposed to be, you know, he's not a combatant guy. He's the smartest man in the room. He's almost like he's a cult leader in this, you know, almost, where he gets his, you know, group of minions, like the 500 followers, to go out and fight, um, he to get them and go out and fight with those guns for him, dressed up as them in the final act. And I like that he doesn't get his hands, you know, well, he kills, you know, but he kills off of surprises. He never can, like, beat anyone hand-to-hand, most of these guys. But he gets them, you know, they aren't expecting them from behind. And, like, he doesn't he doesn't ever fight Batman. Because if he did fight Batman, Batman would clean his clock, you know? So, I really like that, that he was, you know, using the internet and resources to his advantage to take over. Um, I really enjoyed that portrayal. I'll tell you more that I like about it. But I think we're going to go to our third break, and I'll be back on more Batman coverage. Um, I just got a text. Thank you to Anonymous Person for telling me to do the Wordle 
on the podcast if you're listening. Um, sadly, I did do the Wordle. Um, spoiler alert if you're listening. If you like to do Wordle and you haven't done it yet, turn it off now. But the word of the day is movie. Got it in five, Adrian. My co-host would be dropped in and get it, so that sucks for you, Adrian. Ha ha, you suck. Um, we might have a call in from Adam today. He did text me he was going to call in. Um, and we're, obviously we're going to have Alex on around 1230. So that's going to be fun. But um, sorry for the yawn. But I really like Paul Dano's portrayal of the Riddler. Almost how like small he seemed when he had the mask off and I almost how big and boisterous he was, you know, in the videos, but, like, how he became almost like just a man, you know, when he had the mask off. I love the, you know, whenever Bruce went to interrogate him, and he's like, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, you know, and you think, oh, guy knows that he's Bruce Wayne. He knows he's Batman, but he doesn't. He just has an infatuation with him because if, Spoiler alert, if you haven't read the prequel book. I haven't either, but I've seen it. Um, it says in the, in the story that basically, you know, he sees Bruce Wayne. You know, he's an orphan. And he sees Bruce as an orphan. You know, everyone's thinking about him. You know, oh, the poor orphan who has a billion dollars and can, you know, live off the fortune in the high tower above the rest. While other orphans, you know, are dying, you know, are sitting there in the, you know, thing 10 people to a room with the babies dying each winter because it's so cold he doesn't know what it's like to be an orphan and it and they go back to the prequel comment at the prequel book um there's actually a moment where bruce is scared like the choir at his dad's like whole announcement about being you know the the renewal fund and stuff like that where he's like he thought all the choir kids were staring at him um but in actuality, none were except for one. And that one was staring at him. And so to be nice, maybe to make a friend and get him to stop, he smiled at him. And the kid, did, the expression never changed. And we figured out that is the Riddler, that is Edward Nashton. And that um, he, in fact, sees that as almost Bruce looking down on him. You know, on this you know poor orphan. And that's where the hatred started. It was like almost made up hatred of Bruce Wayne in the eyes of, you know, the Riddler. I love the whole Bruce Wayne moment. I love the whole everything about that scene with them being behind the walls. Him saying it and like Bruce looking at the cameras like this guy just revealed my identity, you know. Um, I love that. I love the whole um, interrogation part of that scene where the Riddler's like, I couldn't know. I couldn't have done this without you. I told him you'd bring him in the light, and you did. You know, you followed it. We were such a good team. You know, Riddler sees Batman as almost inspiration, you know, and, and he mentions that later on in the film at the end where he's like, I see I have made a mark on the city, but not the impact I was looking for, not the one I want to put out there, you know? And so when he says that, he's referring to basically he created the Riddler because the Riddler saw Batman's escapades and said, huh, I can do that. I can stop all these people with the renewal fund and all this stuff, you know? And, you know, he said, you know, it's like, you, you made me, you know, you, you know, I couldn't have done this without you. 
I couldn't have gone in there and gotten Falcone out. I couldn't have gotten him arrested. I couldn't have done it unless you followed the plan. And you did. And to a point, he did. Um, Falcone's death is on Batman's head because, hands because he did do everything the Riddler said and basically led him to him. Um, I love that. And then I love Batman automatically. Like, you're sick. You're deranged. You're insane. And then Riddler finally find out, this guy isn't on my side. No, 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 no. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Oh, no. Ah, you know, all that stuff. Such a good portrayal of Paul Dano. And then I love that, you know, we were supposed to watch it together. This was, and then Batman's like, wait, it's not over. What What did you do? What did you do? And then, which is harking back to not only, which is like a great, I saw it the second, when I saw it the second time, I, I picked this up. When the Riddler comes in first scene, when you, when it's the start of the film, you know, you have the Batman flash and then you have him looking in to the mayor's office before he kills the mayor. When he like sees his son going out for Halloween and stuff like that, that music is playing by the Riddler. That's what he listens to. Plus, that was the song the Riddler sang in the choir as a kid when the Renewal Project was was announced. And so it all harks back. It all full circle moment, you know. I do love also when they he did start blowing up the, the vans. You see Riddler, you know, boom, boom, you know, and his prison cell happy thinking he's won. You know, this is, it's going to happen, all this stuff. Renewal's over. Um... I did like, also, I don't know if Bella Real is a character in the comics. I'm not really certain. If she is, she's a minor character. But I did like her portrayal of having someone that, like, would stand up for Gotham. Oh, also, yeah, I like the Catwoman portrayal. I mentioned that with Luke. I did like the way Zoe Kravitz. I've heard some people say they hated her. Um, I think Adrian said he didn't really care. Or, I don't know, he may have said she was great. I know my friends in Tuscaloosa they didn't like her portrayal. I loved it. I thought it was done very well. I like her. I love that they did um, make her, you know, in the same realistic vein of Batman, that her suit was just a jumpsuit. And her, Adrian mentioned that he didn't really like it, but I did because practically it made sense that her mask was just really a regular robber mask that had cat ears on it, you know. Um, but that was done very well. I really like Zoe Kravitz's expressions. Like, literally one of the shots, um, whenever the Penguin is shooting up the car, Batman's in shot at this point, and so she's, like, sitting behind the car, almost, like, crying in fear. Um, looks very much like a Frank Miller art piece that he, like, how he draws women. Or John Romita or Frank Miller. It's one of the, I think it's John Romita. And, like, I, like, it just stood out to me, like, her eyes and everything. And so it was, like, that was a cool moment for me I thought she she was very I mean I'm also I'm also part of that crowd that's like oh she's very good looking I like watching this film because she's in it you know but that's not just really why but you know I'm I'm not I'm not I'm a man at heart so I can't say I wasn't you know she was attractive definitely attractive I loved I loved so much they made her Falcone's daughter just like Long Halloween and Dark Victory and I loved too that she gave him the claw mark on his cheek, just like in the books. I wish they would have made it a little bit more. Oh, 
Alabama Shakes is playing. Can't have that. Um, I love that portrayal, too, of her clawing him and giving the cheeks, which was, you know, just just perfect in the vein of in the vein of the books. I wish they would have made it a little bit bigger, so it would have looked because it was tiny, but you could tell that's what they were going for. Um, I love the whole iceberg lounge. I love the use like Tweedledee and Tweedledum as the bouncers. I don't know if they specifically said what the brothers, the twins' names were, but I love the whole. It maybe it definitely made me laugh. The whole you know, they open the door and he's like, "You know who I am." And he closes it. And then he opens it back up with his brother, and it's like, see, I told you. And then, like, the same thing when Bruce comes in. It's like, I told you. That's Bruce Wayne. So the the whole parallels there was great. I don't know the last time when he opens the door and no one's there, and then Batman, you know, beats him up, beats up the other guy. You know, he's learned, you know, to not, you know, let them open the door and stuff like that. Um, I love the portrayal of the cop. That they had that killed, uh, I don't know if she killed, I don't forget her character's name was, Annika or whatever her face was. I like that, you know, all the, the whole that everybody in the city, is very year one-esque that everyone in the city is, um, rotten and stuff like that. I love the portrayal of the penguin and how they almost, like, built him up in this movie, you know, built him to be the penguin that we know. Now, by the end of it, but before he was just like a facilitator, he wasn't really the crime boss. But I love that. Oh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell does an absolutely amazing job as a penguin, especially as much prosthetics he had to get into. I think I forget who it was that he went up to in the penguin. Um, he went up to one of the actors. Matt Reeves or somebody in the penguin garb and like they didn't even know it was him at first they were like like almost like get this random guy out of my face like it is that incredible of the makeup they did I definitely think the makeup team deserves an award for what they did just for the penguin much and on top of that you know everyone else um but I think we're gonna head to a little break and we'll be back with Adam we are back with our most frequent collaborator of the show so far. That's Two right. episodes, baby. <laughs> Adam is in. Adam wants to tell his thoughts on yes. that, man. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, so uh, straight up, I give it 8 out of 10. Good rating, good yeah, rating. Yeah, yeah, totally great. And I think the best part, I guess this is kind of a spoiler podcast here, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, hardcore. I think one of my favorite parts about it was, you know, at the very end, you know, the, 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 you know when it's all flooding, yeah. it says that one guy says, I'm justice. And he's like, that's what he says, right? I'm justice. I'm like, it's like, man, Batman really did create him, like you were saying right before the break, that Batman did create the Riddler. Oh, yeah. And it, it's it's kind of, it's tough to realize that, that he's like, man, I, I did all this. But by the end, that last, you know, 10-minute kind of wrap-up, which is a really good wrap-up, too. It's a really good ending. Mm-hmm. When he's laying that girl down the stretcher, she's getting airlifted, she's like grabbing on to Batman. And now he's like, hope. You know, he's not just it. He's like, hope. Hope, you know? hope is more what I had to preach. Yeah. And it's like it's a really cool story arc that he, like, completely by the end of it. I mean, right at the beginning, people are like, kind of looking like it's kind of creepy, you know? Yeah. Like, he's kind of not human. But by the end of it, like, he's, like, one of the people, you know? Yep. Especially, like, you can see it through the police. Like, when he first shows up to the murder of the mayor. Yeah. Everyone's like, They're freak, like, you know, exactly. get out of here. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then as they go on, the cops are almost, like, Happy to see, or well, some of them are. Yeah, you know, some of them this is always are, gonna be some haters. You know, always gonna be some haters. It's gonna embrace the dirty, hate. And especially with like how dirty 
the police force was yeah. in the film. But I really like that. I really liked Commissioner Gordon's portrayal. He was I'm really good. He was like, "What's up, buddy?" Like, yeah. he was so just like buddy cop. I love too. Whenever he like, he's like, "I can, I can, I can talk to him." And he gets over there and he's like, "We need to get you out of here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's yeah. telling him the that whole like, dynamic was done really, really, really well. Really yeah, well. I liked it because he's kind of like he kind of starts being more like Batman as the movie goes on. He's like, you know, there's also the the the. the the editing of it was really good because every time Batman comes out of the shadows, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. There was not anything too big. It was very grounded. Like, I like the grappling hook too. I'm kind of oh, yeah. right now. I'm thinking about all of it right now. It's all really, really good. There's also another scene with uh, with him and Catwoman. The very end when they're kind of playing with the motorcycles. Where yeah. He's like, like I was like, oh man, like they're meant to be together. They're the same. Like, but of course, you know. He's already. I love the whole thing. It's like you're already spoken for. The yeah. city is. Yeah, your, but you know. I'm excited to see that arc finish off. I'm hoping the next two movies. I'm hoping we get a trilogy. I think. I think. I think we will. We're for sure gonna get. A we're trilogy. getting a second one. And I hope we get a third one. I'm not, like I'm ready to watch more. I don't think that there. If we're for sure getting a third one, like what this one did way too well, and the second one's only gonna do just as well. I think so too. It's set up at the very end the Joker pretty well. It wasn't too much. Like it did wasn't. You, did what, you hear me? What I said about the Joker? No, I didn't hear that. Not excited for the Joker. I mean, it's not going to be as. It's never going to be as well, good. But like, here's no. It's not. I think we've done over. I talked about it before. Almost over Joker saturated. But I will say, I am excited to see what he does because I think every casting that Matt Reeves did in this film knocked it out of the park. I do too. So Catwoman was so good. Oh yeah. So much better than Angelina Jolie. Or wait, what was her name? What was her name in Dark Knight Rises? It wasn't Angelina Jolie. Was it? it was I'm Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I'm really bad with names. I was You're way good. Off hey, yeah. hey. It was both started with an A. So that's exactly. That's right. That's why I knew that. Like she, like yeah. You're right. Everyone who was casted was great. Yeah. And like Robert Pattinson did like a phenomenal, phenomenal job. job. Like, I think he's the best. Batman. Such a good job. Like it's just, I like the suit. I like the big batarang in the middle. Yeah. Like it's just cool. And he just cuts the wire. I do think in certain shots, though, he did look kind of clunky. He No, definitely. At the very um, beginning. Like, when he's walking, he looks... No, I thought he looked cool there. It was when he cut the wire, and, like, you could see his teeth. It, it just looked really funny. The suit looked kind of weird. But and, it's like, all, certain shots looked weird, and other shots looked, like, what, so good. What I, yeah. What I also really liked was, remember that scene when he's jumping off the building? <laughs> he, he's like, oh, man. Like, he's, like, scared, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, like, scared of heights. And he's flying... And like he doesn't land it well. Like no. Like it, it shows that he's still learning. Like this is year two. Yeah. Year two, which is really cool. I like he's taking notes. Quick side note. So for if anyone's a common listener, I, I also major in Batman. I also <laughs> keep my notes in year two format. So like right now I'm on year four part two. You know. You need to put the Auburn project on the Auburn your book. project. Like the right. <laughs> project. Yeah. But like, yeah. The whole character battle. So you were geeking out. On that a part. little bit, but I saw the notebook. So, I had that same exact notebook. This is the same thing. I I did like that. I really liked too that he had like, he's like I forced myself to remember, and he has like the eye thing. He pulls it out and he goes yeah, through. Yeah, that was a cool the technology. They used it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get it when she was like looking at him. How she when she had it on the on the ground, she was like, "Come, come get me" or whatever. I didn't really get that part. Well, I don't think she she couldn't see him. Like, exactly, that's what you can't saying. see him. But how did he know to look right there? I was like, what? Well, I think. She had turned it off and somehow had turned it on. Yeah, whatever, not too bad. The movie moved really well. It was a, it was a fast three hours. But the, the, so, the, so the only, so the only thing I would say that's probably my only negative about the film, is that I don't really want to see it again. That's yeah, see, that's fair. I saw it twice. First time I was on the edge of my seat. I thought it was a fast movie three yeah. hours. The second time I watched it in D box, that was a plus because 
I don't know if you know what D-Box is. Is this like at-home movie, basically? No, it's like moving chairs. Oh. So that was very interesting because like the combat, I'm like... Are you serious? Yeah. Is that here in Auburn? No, it was in uh, Tuscaloosa. The, That's in, fun. The enemy city. But, oh. uh, but it, um, I will say, though, for sure, second time go around, I was just like, if I wasn't being D-Box, I would have been drawn out. Because yeah, it is, it, it doesn't feel it the first time you watch it. Because you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're so like, zoomed the second in. Time, it's, it's very, sure. I was very full after. I was like, very full on Batman now. Yeah. That's good. That's what I wanted to be. That's what you want to be. Yeah, yeah. but like I saw Uncharted the next week, the next week after. I was like, I want to watch that movie again right now. <laughs> like, it was so good. But like, it wasn't as good as Batman was. Oh, but yeah. But I want to watch Uncharted It's not again. rewatchable. It's not rewatchable. And, and I feel like that's, that's the problem with like most Batman films. Would yeah, like you, minus minus Dark Knight, I guess. I don't even say I, I watch Dark Knight. And I'm like, really? I can go rewatch the Joker scenes. Yeah, like, know, that first over, scene, like yeah. I will. Like I can look up any of the Joker scenes and I can rewatch those. But, but the yeah, film but in general, movies, yeah, it's like it's a lot to sit through. It's like a lot going on. I can, yeah. I can totally hear what you're saying with that. Like I'm thinking of, I've only to be fair, I've only seen the Dark Knight trilogy and the one Adam West movie with mm-hmm. the, the shark spray. But like, yeah, looking back, oh, also the new Batman movie and all that stuff. But like. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. And this one was a lot, and it was really good. And I just kind of yeah. want to leave it as that. And maybe I'll watch, when it comes out on HBO Max, maybe I'll watch it at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, let's have like, a little, little back. There, there's definitely, like, it's rewatchable for shots, but, like, as a whole, Yeah, I want to watch clips, like, you know? Yeah, like, I want to watch, like, the intro part where he's like, you know, these things, it's not a it's not a signal. It's a warning yeah, sign. And it's yeah, going yeah. through, like, all three of, like, the people. And you don't know who's it going to be. Who's it going to be? That was be? a really cool start because they, like, it shows the power of just the symbol of Batman, and that shows why Riddler was so, like... Yeah. Just... Influenced. And, yeah. Influenced and, and, like, infatuated by him. He really, like, yeah. loves Batman. Yeah. You know? And now he broke his heart, so now he's going to be so much more, like... Sadistic. Yeah. Because he wasn't going after Batman. No, and when he says, like, Bruce Wayne... I was like, oh, I thought... He, he knew. But he didn't. But he didn't. Yeah, That's, exactly. It, like, all that stuff was so... So well done that like you're like you're being riddled the whole way through too. Like we it's it's a, it's like a really good. Um, you mentioned it was like Zodiac before we left for break. Yeah, totally oh, felt that. Yeah, like it, like I wish it was rated R so we could see those rat traps and all that stuff going Ugh. on. Those were creepy. You man. could definitely tell it was gruesome because oh. when he when he when uh, Gordon took it, he's like, look at my partner's face, and Pin was like, oh, don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. It was. It was overall a great film. I got to get to class, though, man. Thanks for letting me back on. I'll be back no next week, though, all right? Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Have fun in class. Oh, you know I will. I got to go to my Batman class. Batman class. Thank you for Adam. If you want, when is your show? What, what day? Tuesdays at 10. Tuesdays at 10. You can on hear the air On the Air with Adam. Another Phenomenal show. Live show at 9 o'clock p.m. Oh, yeah. If you're next week, if you are not doing anything on Monday... Um, you can go during Beat Drop or after if you listen to that one. But Adam is doing a live show with the Coffee Cat. That's right. Go by, grab some coffee, listen to some fine tunes. He's probably going to release an album next month. So right. definitely be on the lookout for that. So thank you, Adam, for stopping by. Good luck with your Batman class. But getting back to it, thank you. Uh, thank you for anybody. Also, this is for any Weagle DJ or anybody listening that goes to Auburn here. Um, if you want, sorry, I'm a little, I had, I got stuck on my wire a little bit, and I did it again. Um, if you want to stop by and talk comics with me, um, and you're in Auburn, you're listening to this, you're like, huh, this guy, 
He's kind of lame, but, you know, maybe I want to talk to him. Maybe I want to be on air. Hit me up. DM me on Instagram at Davis Logan Herson or on the Beat Drop Instagram at Beat Drop Weagle. That is B-E-A-T-D-R-O-P-W-E-G-L. And my other one is D-I-V-I-S-L-O-G-A-N-H-U-R-S-T-O-N. Also, if you want to call in, the number is 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-9345. Oh, we're going to go to break, but after the break, we're here. Davis, whoop, whoop. We are back with our Batman podcast. We have Davis on, the host of th- well, co-host of Through the Lens and the host of Are You With That? That's correct. Yes, sir. Didn't you guys just do a Batman episode? Uh, Yeah, we did The Batman. Batman. The Batman. Our The Batman. We're going to do a Batman episode next week of all the Ooh. other Batman solo movies. I do. I wish you good luck on that. Let me tell you, I'm... You know I got me. a lot of movies to watch. I'm a nerd. I do not. I would not want to do that, especially well, not after the Oscar watch. At, uh, we're not doing an Oscar watch. One I know. I'm year. doing the Oscar yeah, watch. Yeah. So, I've only I, I'd only seen like, not I'm, I haven't even seen that many solo bat. I saw like the one with Penguin when I was a kid. Oh, uh, Batman. The Keaton one. Yeah, that one when I was a kid. Penguin scared me. I'd seen the Dark Knight. I had never seen Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen like any of the other ones. You've never seen Dark Knight Rises. Believe it or not, I have not really? seen Dark Knight Rises. See, I'm not shocked you haven't seen Batman Begins because like I don't think most it's people like, realize. Very that. average. Yeah, it's a very average film. Some uh, people rank that as their favorite. I've seen like I'm giving it. I'm it's a solid thumbs down for me. I'm not a fan of it. What would you give out of ten? Maybe like a six. That's not six bad. and a half. I don't know. Well, I heard you give this one a nine. The the Batman. The Batman's getting a nine to nine and a half. On so, a really good day, but I'm sticking with a nine. I I'd go nine too. Um, I've heard nine, nine and a half all around, except for like Luke. Yeah, Luke. Luke gave, Luke gave a seven and a half, which I still think is pretty good. And I think Adam. Gave I it think eight. I was trying to I was trying to sway Luke on it. I think I just feel like he's not seeing the vision. <laughs> I he, he he's been he's been tainted by the Marvel movies, <laughs> being too silly. What did uh, what what was your favorite parts of this film? Mm. I mean, uh, I, everything the. First of all, the city of Gotham. Oh, Rewatching yeah. Dark Knight last night, like, yeah, it's cool, but there's, like, nobody in the streets. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say there's a quarantine. I don't know. Or, like, uh, a curfew. But I'm not I'm not buying that. There's people. There should have been right. people in the streets. Like, they're, like, they're fighting through the streets. Like, uh, 18 wheelers, there's not a person to be seen in sight. But Gotham and the the Batman, like, there's people. It's, it's lived in. It's yep. cool. And I think the other thing about, like, the difference between the Batman and Dark Knight, like, Gotham always feels like New York. Yes. Like in that one. Like it just feels like a regular city. Well, Gotham feels like Gotham. Yeah, it's Gotham. Like a, yeah, in it's this dope. One. This is what I think of like like the Arkham games. I know it's Arkham in there, but like yeah. it's similar. It's like a similar vibe to that. Well, it's still Gotham. It's just Yeah, it's, it's a part of it's yeah. a part of blocked off Gotham where they put all the prisoners <laughs> in. I've been meaning to start replaying those games. I might do that tonight. Oh yeah, they're so good. Um yeah, I love that. I'd I, say the Riddler is another big thing for me. He's awesome. So cool. I if you up. are <laughs> justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your life? <laughs> He's so goofy, but that's the point. He's I know. crazy. I like that, and I love too that when he was had like the phone and stuff, he seemed like almost big. And then mm-hmm. as soon as like they revealed him, he seemed like such a tiny, yeah, like guy. Like he was so like without the mask, he was. So he was just a, he was just a random little accountant dude, right? He's a little guy. And he's, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying he's like he's like cute and stuff. Like no. Paul Dan, I mean like Paul Dan, but like just like 
You remember when like they go into his apartment and it has the two Polaroids of him? Yeah. One like he's just smiling without the <laughs> without mask. Without the thumbs up, and so the other funny. one is like me and me or like the real me. Like, why? Why that was funny? I that got me to laugh the second time. Too. And the uh, when he's like, "Thanks for the 500 followers, guys. <laughs> Today we're gonna blow up Gotham Seawall." <laughs> the one issue I'm not even saying an issue. The people that that people have online with it. But I can kind of write it off and just say he's crazy. They're like, oh, so he's trying to take down the establishment, right? But mm-hmm. then he decides to blow up the seawall and drown everybody. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a valid criticism. But, he, you know, he's insane. Yeah, he is insane. He's, like, like certifiably cuckoo. Yeah. So I he's, can, he's like yeah. an anarchist. You yeah. Know? Like, people, like, yeah, they they assumed he was just trying to take down these episodes. No, he just hated Gotham. Yeah. I mean, he's an orphan who had, like, nothing. Like, why would he care about any poor per- person in the city? Like, come on now. And another cool thing that uh, I was on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always online on TikTok and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's here's Alex. Oh, coming in. We have both through the lens. I'll, I'll save this right take now. for when Alex gets on the mic so he can hear what I think about Excellent. it. Your mic is now on, Alex. Hello, everybody. You know, I was coming back from Thank the you for having store. Me, I was going to eat a quick little snack before my class at 2. And I got pulled in here. So. Nice. Well, I knew I was going to be here. I, I, I uh, Logan had asked me before my eleven yeah, yeah. class. You know, I'm saying. But um, how the Riddler is basically just like an analogy for like far right extremism online, which is I think that's pretty. It's an interesting look into it. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely can see that. And it's like. And he was on the dark web, which was pretty. It, it's it, it, <laughs> it, it, on Facebook. top of that, it's an analogy for just the modern day form of extremism and the fact yeah. that it is it is not you know grassroots stuff it is online it is on a social media account where 500 people will band together there and make those plans that kind of stuff happens oh and yeah it's it's a very modern take on it which is one of the things that i really liked about it sure it lacks in comic accuracy but i think that that I, realism makes it that much better because it feels more present i liked it because of the realism like i i think it felt very comic booky like the feel of the film but like i like that the riddler was very realistic he was he was never going to hand-to-hand combat Batman. Like, exactly. uh, he, does he ever do that in the comics? Like, no, rarely. Rarely. Like He gets he gets soloed. Yeah, exactly. In Arkham, like, you don't ever fight the Riddler. Except, though, he, you trophies. do. You do in Arkham Knight because he's in a gigantic mech suit. Dude, if, yeah. you get the, if you get, like, the 243 yeah. trophies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat him up, I, I really, yeah, that's the one thing that I think that perfectly nails what I really liked about that movie because when we, when I watched it with my family, my dad is not a big comic book movie fan, like, at all. And his main criticism was it was really comic booky, like the fact that it's always raining in Gotham and it's always Good. at night and it's I always love that, and it's yeah I, I did too I might see I it again the fact that it meshes <laughs> both of those together is unlike anything we've really ever seen because if you look at the MCU they've gone a more realistic approach that's been their approach I think in in all in most of their movies Doctor Strange is kind of the exception there but it's a realistic approach you know there are no secret identities everything is very you know mechanized and whatnot and then. Going to DC's biggest example, The Dark Knight, that is a realism as it gets. That's the least comic book comic book movie I think there is out there. And this somehow meshed both of those so well together. And exactly. that's what that's what makes it stand out in everyone's mind is that it somehow has a bit for everybody, in my opinion. I loved it. But when we were on, when finishing The Dark Knight last night, the thing that I think I like the most about the Batman one of the things I think I like the most about the Batman is just how it looks. Like like the the camera like just the colors it has like watching the dark knight yeah it's awesome but like it's not as interesting to look at oh yeah as the batman like the color palette's pretty boring i'd say it's just like kind of run of the mill nolan 
Nolan very much Nolan lost camera. a bit of that through the trilogy. I think he was at his best visually in Batman Begins, while plot-wise and otherwise you can have arguments, but I would agree with that completely. It, it, it takes what would I say is the greatest strength of the 1990s Batman, specifically Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which are sneak peek for our Through the Lens episode. Not very good movies, but the, at, the atmosphere is there. Those movies feel oh, yeah, different. It's not just Batman in New York. It's Batman in Gotham. Gotham's crazy. There's random motorcycle gangs and other absurd things. But it feels like that. And this movie took that and, you know, expanded upon it and just made it better in general because it's also not as ridiculous as the, those movies. And I think I completely agree with you, Davis. It looks it looks the best. It looks like it's ripped out of the pages sometimes. Yeah, one of my favorite things was definitely it set the tone straight up from the intro mm-hmm. with the whole... Oh. When they're looking into the dark, when they're looking into the dark with the signal, you know, it's not a that it's is not a signal. It's a warning, and each vil- you know, each person is like expecting them to come out, and that changes the outcome of where they go. That is when I knew, okay, this is going to be a good movie. I was like, this is a good start. This is, and my mom was right next to me, and she she loved it as well. She she uh, bought all four of the '90s Batman movies for us as kids. Big Batman fan over there, and we—that was awesome. Did you notice the Good Time reference? Have you seen Good Time, I've or you know about Good Time. Time? I know about it. The drop time. head that, like, you see, like when he goes to rob the store, it was called Good Time. He was wearing the same outfit as Robert Pattinson oh, really? in Good Time. Yeah. I just thought that was like a cool outfit. I was like, that he like he wears cool. the tracksuit in Good Time. He's I, gonna go save his I brother and all that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. That actually reminds me of a question I had about about the drop heads. We can do that more towards the end because that's about where the movies will go next. But okay. I mean, I, I can save that if, if that doesn't fit the current. No, you can go. So, like, the, the drophead is constantly referenced, like that, yeah. that yeah. drug and whatnot, but it's not really focused on. Do you expect it to be focused on in the future? It no, perhaps, I know. I'll tell you what it I Perhaps expect. Scarecrow Penguin utilizing theories. it. Well, yeah, he's Penguin's dealing drugs, but what I do expect to be focused oh, on in the future is when Batman, you know, he injected himself. With the adrenaline, I think that might end up being venom. venom. Yeah, which made Whoa. Bane obviously. That's what Whoa. I thought. I've seen people like, talking online. They like they hope he gets addicted Whoa. to it. I'm not really. I don't know about that. There is a storyline where Batman does get yeah. addicted to venom, so that could work, especially with like how realistic they're trying to get it. I could see it. they didn't say what that shot was, and so that's why I think they're leaving it up to be like it could be. Venom. It was green, wasn't it? It was green. Yeah, yes. so that's so it's notable notable color choice. Matt Reeves knows what he's doing. I mean, you can make it a clear liquid and call it a day, but they 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 choose that color for a reason. In my and plus, opinion. if they if it would have they would have been adrenaline, they would have said adrenaline. True. Yeah. They yeah. were leaving it open. Exactly. I, I think I think that's a very good point. I, feel I think, like, but how many colors could you like blue maybe? But like if you chose red, they people would be like, oh, he's injecting himself with blood. I mean, yeah, but make it a clear it, liquid. Clear liquid. No, yeah. I, I clear, feel like clear it, has, it has to have a color. Yellow. Or just it needs, yeah, like yellow. Yellow is like, venom, isn't it? Or it depends depending on the be. depending on the version of venom because yeah. it's all it all looks different in every. It, I, I, when I think of the venom, I think of Batman and Robin venom, which is bright, bright yellow, yellow, and it's horrible. But that's, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a specific choice there, but perhaps so. I I think though, I think we'll definitely see more with the with. Because there's so many references to the drop heads without like really explaining it. I think yeah. Penguin series, as you're saying, I think maybe Scarecrow gets involved because you know yeah, Batman Begins. It. He's more of a he's part. He, you know he is a drug dealer as like a facade for what he's really doing. You know you could link all that together. How he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think Two Face could be the next movie. True. I, I don't know. I, I think, think Mr. Freeze. I think. I mean, no. I mean, like I would like Mr. Freeze, but like opinion, they've been hinting at Two Face because they like did the thing where all the their first appearances, mm-hmm. and what the last one, everyone's like, oh, it's Two-Face, because that I was think, his first appearance that they listed, but it's also Maroney's first appearance. I think they're going to leave Two-Face out of it just because I think if, My regardless of what, oh, go ahead. 
So go ahead. You go ahead. Regardless of what Reeves wants to do, though I imagine he he has an idea, the studio is going to want to stay away from the Dark Knight. Now, of course, Two-Face is not the focus of the Dark Knight. The focus is the Joker and yada yada. But, I mean, you're inviting that comparison. You're inviting that. That's why people are staying away from the Joker, because after Jared Leto tried to be the Joker, you know, it got blown up because everyone's like, he's not this guy. He's Ledger. So I think they're going to stay away from two Face. I think... A, re- a redone version of Scarecrow, a more, not comic accurate, but a different version than the Dark Knight I like trilogy it with the needles fair. on his hands. Like, you know, I think, I yeah. think that, I think going back to the 90s and reworking, they've, he's already reworked Penguin, he's already reworked the Riddler, so Mr. Freeze is an option. I think Mr. I, Freeze is a awesome. very, I think, I think, how do you do Poison Ivy in this more realistic I don't, I don't round? Even- I don't know, but I don't I, know if it, it's necessarily more realistic because everybody's saying grounded, but that's necessarily not more realistic. Fair, fair. I mean, how do you how do you do that? I'm very curious to see how that goes, but I think I think Mr. Freeze is a very good contender right now. I think again that we've already seen the Joker. I don't think they're going to bring in Two Face because that it's, that has too many similarities to the Dark Knight, which is inviting comparisons to that movie, which nobody wants to do right now because that movie is untouchable. Yeah. To a if, certain extent. If, I think the Batman's kind of touching it. But. If they did do Two-Face, I mean, they definitely set up for it, though, because the DA did die. Yes. True. And so what I would expect if they did it, and what I hope they would do. Billy D. Is, Williams. Yeah, Billy D. <laughs> Williams bring, bring him back, back. Bring it back. Bring him back. No. The one thing I, and this is what I don't like about The Dark Knight, is I don't like how Harvey Dent is basically Harvey Dent for majority of the movie. He comes Two-Face right at the end, then automatically get killed off. Yes. Well, that wasn't the, that wasn't the initial plan for what it's worth. I know, but like that's where it went, and it's a cool ending. But like, if I want to do Two Face, I want full on like first movie. You can have him as Harvey Dent for majority of the movie, and he becomes Two Face at like the end, and then save him for the next one. For what it is that that it, for what it's worth, that is how it was rumored to go for the Dark Knight until Heath Ledger's passing. The plan in quotes. Nobody knows that this is confirmed. Nolan, of course, has said otherwise. Just you know, not like reveal that his movie was supposed to be something like the plan was that the Joker would be on trial because of course he's captured in the other movie and then Two-Face is rampaging across the city that was the initial plan I say in quotes because again it's not none of it's confirmed yeah so they were going that direction and that I agree with that too because again you know I'm not a big comic book reader myself but the what we've seen in terms of Two-Face in popular media is not that great I mean the two the Two-Face in in Dark Knight again. His character ends very quickly, and then the yeah. Two Face in the Arkham games. In, I, again, I, I haven't played those. Again, Which I'm, is I'm, crazy. Ta- I'm talking. I'm talking movies. I'm talking live action movies right yeah. now. I'm talking live action movies. Tommy I think, Lee Jones. Yeah, where, where he's just <laughs> he's just the Joker or or the Riddler or so, he's something that is not. Yeah, he's not him, right? And I will say I've. Like one that stands out to me of what I've seen is the Dark Knight Returns version where he gets his face perfectly repaired, but then he actually thinks he's completely destroyed. Have you guys seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. X. I I loved that interpretation as well. I thought that was awesome. So I I look forward to. It. I just don't think they will to stay away from the Dark Knight. I, I understand why they wouldn't. I think they're setting it up though. I yeah. mean, like some people thought they may do Two Face would bring the mayor in as the next Two Face is what I heard a rumor. Like Bella Real. Real. Bella Real. Yeah. You give me a face over here. No reason. No, no reason. reason. No reason. No reason. Interesting. Well, I think we're going to head to a break. Maybe give Davis some time if he wants to finish the Dark, dark Knight. I, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, I got to go eat my food. All right, we're going to get a little two-minute PSA. We are back. We're about an hour 30. We're on the last 30 minutes here of the Multiversal Podcast. I have 
Alex with me. I introduced him before, but I don't know if he got the proper introduction. Possibly not, but I mean, we were just in the, right in the middle of the discussing yeah. and whatnot. Co-host of Through the Lens, frequent collaborator on Compact Discourse. I tried to be. All-around good guy. Thank you. Wow, what an introduction indeed. Yeah, thank you. Um, Man, this movie. What a movie is all I got to say. I also, did you, uh, I brought it up before, but like, Basically, that I love the whole when he started it. It almost like book ending for it that he's like, I don't think you know in my two years here I've made an impact. And at the end he's like, I've made an impact, but it's not the one I've looked. Exactly, for. exactly. He's basically, you know, creating which is, the Riddler. Yeah, which has led to a lot of people saying that the movie doesn't understand Batman, which is very confusing. Because if anything, this is probably the best character development we've ever seen in one movie. We've seen like him learning that he has to be a symbol. Him learning that you know. He can fight crime, but just beating up these criminals to a pulp is not the way to do it because mm-hmm. it's not. Because, I mean, again, we see at the beginning of the movie he saves that guy at the subway, and the guy is terrified of him, which is not what Batman's supposed to be about. He's supposed to be inspiring the city to do better because, as we all know, the great story of Gotham is the fact that no one man can fix Gotham, obviously, because yeah. <laughs> it's the most corrupt and disgusting place on the planet, which is always very confusing because sometimes they're like, ah, our country's greatest city, but also they'll totally trash Gotham. And I'm like, which is it? Is it the best or is it the worst? Like, I don't know, but I just thought that was awesome. I think it just completely handled that very well, and looking forward to the future. I hope it's a trilogy. I think it's going to be a trilogy because sure. it's already made way too much money to not be ordered to be a trilogy regardless. It's just a matter of if Matt Reeves agrees to do the trilogy. Because, yeah, I mean, they're making the sequel already. They've already said it's in that gap. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be a trilogy unless, like, that's the only way I see it not being a trilogy is Matt Reeves says done which yeah. i don't think he will i can't imagine he would because you know he was pretty committed to doing the last two planet of the apes movies as well he's so he's shown his commitment to the trilogy and he i mean mm-hmm. he clearly got his guys in this cast i mean andy circus was cast as alfred because andy circus and him are very tight because yeah. of their work <laughs> on the planet of the apes trilogy so he's got you know his people that he wants there he got his choice in robert pattinson and everybody's talking about how great it was to work with him so i can't imagine it doesn't go that way i just really am very curious to see where it goes because I don't. I wonder if it goes supernatural or not because I feel like mm-hmm. if it does, it has to do it the next movie because it can't introduce that element. Because like say, the last movie, say we yeah. do mob boss Joker, mob boss Two Face for the second movie, and then introduce the Lazarus Pit in the third movie. That's gonna feel like a very stark jump. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'll be fine with it. I won't care, but it'll be hard to sell. I don't think we'll see any Ra's al Ghul. I don't think so either. I think they're going to stay away from that. There's going to be a long... I think it's going to be a long time before we see Ra's al Ghul. Because, yeah. I think think he's a TV show villain because of just just the way that the League of Shadows works. It doesn't ever get defeated in one fight, and that's kind of the problem, is in the movies that it's been shown in, it got defeated in one One fight. fight. It's like, like, oh. And it also was like secondary because I think Christopher Nolan knew there's no way to make it a full-time villain without making it feel like it has to come back. So I agree with that. I just wonder which direction it goes. Like, I can I can definitely the way it's set up, you would have to guess it's going to be Joker and Riddler in the next one. Riddler coming back true. as like either yeah. Joker, almost like Joker's right hand man or like they're equals or something. I wouldn't expect them to be equals. Right. My, yeah. I'm excited to see where I am not excited to see the Joker again. If I'm being completely honest, because I feel like we need. I would like to see a Batman trilogy. I know you can't do it because it's too popular, but it's like. At least if we're going to do it, do it in the third one, you know. But I f- What I think is going to happen, personally, is I think um, to tie in it all, we're going to open the second movie with like a 20, 25-minute arc where he takes down the Penguin, right? Mm-hmm. And then 
as he's like taking on the penguin, the Riddler's gonna have escaped and announced his presence. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, the Riddler's escaped, yada yada yada. So then he's gonna be fighting the Riddler, but there's gonna be something different about this version of the Riddler, whatever, which already is interesting because he didn't catch the Riddler. The Riddler allowed himself to be caught, so exactly. that's gonna be interesting. But then they're gonna he's gonna catch the Riddler, he's gonna think the movie is over, and then we're gonna learn that the Joker is behind it all and has been organizing crime from prison around the city. And then that leads to this big third climactic movie where he has to basically fight against all of Gotham at once, which I don't know how that works necessarily, but well, we'll see. Would you really want just Riddler 2.0 as a second villain? No, I think uh, I think maybe you introduce Riddler along with other people that he's working with. Maybe Fair. some lower tier ones, maybe give us Clayface, which establishes that, that people have powers. Be, yeah, that would be, I couldn't. Clayface I, is an easy villain to introduce that doesn't say supernatural, but it does say powers exist. Yep. Because like, I feel like, People will be a little angry if it was just the Riddler again and then Joker. And the okay, Batman. so because of how colorful Batman's gallery. I got you. Is. How about this? So we go Riddler escapes, but he's like in charge of a group. So we all the whole movie Batman's thing, and I got to cut the head off the snake. Essentially, I've got to you know if I yeah. get the Riddler, the group is done, and he gets the Riddler finally, only to learn that the Riddler is a puppet for Joker, big time villain. That always seems like a very common Batman thing is he solves the mission only to realize wait it's there's a it's mystery. more yeah. like. Court of Owls seems very esque of that. It's like I thought I did it, and then that's that's one I thought I hadn't even brought up. I think it would be a good time to introduce um, Mr. Freeze, just because Mr. Freeze is a person who works for Wayne Enterprises, right? And so, as someone as Bruce who has not been looking into Wayne Enterprises at all, and true, hasn't done anything as Bruce Wayne, this could help bring out the Bruce Wayne aspects into like a third film or something true. like that. Yeah. Plus, with the city being basically flooded, wouldn't it make sense for Mr. Freeze to just start freezing everything That's up? That's a good point. That's a good point. I but, guess that depends on if that maintains through the next movies. Yeah, true. That, and then I think Court of Owls would make sense because of how much the city is in disarray. Yeah. I, I would really like, and I know Pattinson wants Court of Owls, so. I, I, I agree with that to an extent. Davis, the one on our show, he disagreed with that and made a very good point about the fact that how many things can you do about corruption? How many, how many can you do about everybody's in on it type thing? And that's what the Court of Owls storyline boils down to, essentially, is guys in the background causing constant corruption. And I don't know if I want to see a second movie about that. Cause I like more like, instead of causing corruptions, like the mystery of it, until like you don't find the corruption until like the end. Okay, fair. Because like, the way it works in the books is, I don't even know if they're like controlling the city or like they, they they like they allude to it, but it really isn't like as much like as this isn't the Riddler where it's like we're unmasking the corruption kind of thing. It's more like you know where you can't find us kind of thing. Fair, that's fair. I I I do look forward to seeing something like that, and I also know that Pattinson said if Robin is going to show up in a, in a future movie, he has to be fourteen years old. Pattinson seems very committed to something. I, I like it. It's interesting. I, he's very committed to some things, but also he's like I'm not going to gain a lot of muscle. And I was like, okay, fair. Would you want to see Robin? It's never been done right in live action, so yeah. That see, that's my problem. My, because that's my like. It's never done right. That's why I'm not sure. I don't know how I can fit a 14 year old crime fighter in this movie. That's, um, it's such a hard okay. like so pitch to throw. You know, you open say the second movie with Pattinson. So it depends on the version of Robin you want to go with. Do you want to go? Do you want to rip him straight from Flying Graysons? Do you want to pull a different Robin? Do you want to go with Jason Todd or? Tim Drake, elsewhere, yeah, Tim Drake. Tim Drake was one I couldn't think of. Can't Not Damien. Don't do Damien. You can't that, do Damien without. 
Rod. When I, then we we do not want to introduce that unless you wish want to say because again that also wouldn't fit the technical Bruce Wayne character because if you're not going to do Damien without Raj, you say Damien's just his you know and plus, child out of wedlock with a random lady. But again, that's also not consistent with and it doesn't make sense because he's only like twenty something. Exactly, so. it's it's not it's not consistent with right now. So yeah, that eliminate that. So you've got those three. So say the film opens with. In a contrast to this one, where it's just Batman monologuing, saying he he, he is Batman, he's not <laughs> Bruce Wayne. You open with Bruce Wayne doing Bruce Wayne things, he fi- and one of those is visiting like this orphanage that they sponsor. And who do we see but insert Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, whichever name you want to choose as an orphan? There, that's kind of pulling the Robin storyline from The Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises, which was not terrible. The fact that they just said, "Oh, your name's Robin," Teehee at the end is annoying, but. I like yeah. the whole idea of a guy in an orphanage who's inspired by Batman, inspired by Bruce Wayne at the same time. Not a terrible idea. Maybe you tie it in that way. But you're right. It it would be difficult, but I will it say, links to being a symbol, right? He has inspired this kid, and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. But then Alfred's like, hey, man, it, it's all connected. Being a symbol is the same as this and so on. So It would make sense, too, because of the whole orphan storyline that we have with Bruce and now with the Riddler and now with if he did see someone like flying Grayson's, you know, yeah, it would make sense now, especially with, and also, you, you know, with the whole connection between him and the mayor's son, some people think he might become a Robin. Ah, I hope not. That'd be, that'd be bold. It'd be bold to pick that'd a be completely new character. Interesting. He's it's like, my name's it's Dick been, You know, it's, it's been done, it's been done before, never in live action, of course, but I mean, well, sort of in live action. I, I still don't know what Officer Blake, never mind. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't I actually forgot about that, uh, the connection with the orphanage. So, again, he thinks about how he's got to be a symbol, how he's got to not inspire the Riddler. So he then thinks about how that orphanage fell into disarray. So what does he do? He goes as Bruce Wayne, reestablishes his persona, and creates the orphanage, and then boom. There's your Robin connection directly from there. Yeah, it definitely set, seems like they're setting up for him to do, like, more philanthropic stuff in the next couple films. I, like I, I really want to see his Bruce Wayne become actually Bruce Wayne because, yeah. of course, in this, he's very much post-parents' death Bruce Wayne, but for two years, right? It's a lot longer than I think anything, we, anything we've seen in popular media, certainly, as far as I know. In the comics, I'm sure it shows up at one time or another. I just wouldn't know. It, it, it definitely takes itself from the comics. Like, the most recent, like, big Batman run they had, they had, like, a thing called Zero Year, which is very much where this is kind of like, because yeah. Riddler was the main villain of that, where it, he was not trying to be Bruce Wayne. When right. He came back. He yeah. did not care about, you know, until later on he had to figure out, you know, I have to establish this or, you know. And having just watched Batman Begins, that kind of he learns it from Alfred essentially, which I like that detail is that Alfred's like, well, you know, people are going to start asking questions if you're just, you know, mysteriously getting injured, Bruce Wayne. And also they're going to ask why you're not doing anything other than being this. And he's like, oh, yeah. So then he basically creates the mask of Bruce Wayne, which is one of my favorite things about that movie is the fact that it's so, yeah. it's so, you know, two-sided in the fact that he's very much acting like this entirely different person just for the sake of distracting people. So I, I look forward to seeing how that, because that, I mean, you know, this I, in this movie he wasn't really anybody. Because that's one thing I will say. I'm not the biggest fan of Christian Bale's portrayal of Batman. I think, I don't like him as Batman, but I love him as Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes. I think I think they got the whole using Bruce Wayne as a mask to distract people perfectly. I love movie. the whole, it's like, sir, your friends are in the, well, and he's like, I'm like, buying this, this hotel. hotel. Yeah, he got some new rules for the pool area, <laughs> and then he has to deal with the old trying to tell Rachel all this isn't real. And then he's like, "She's like, how can I believe you?" And he's like, 
such as the dichotomy of being Batman, I guess, essentially. Yeah. It's a bit heavy-handed in the whole Batman or Bruce Wayne, my people or my people thing. But, I mean, it, it works enough there. Yeah. I really, I don't know where this is going to go. I think it's going to be good, for one. Oh, I think, sure. I think that, you know, you got to choose the right villain and you've got to do it well. And You think we see Zoe Kravitz back or you think this is I think, I think, okay, so... The way you always end a second movie in a trilogy normally is with the heroes back against the wall. Dark Knight, he's running away from the cops. He is the villain now. He's made himself the villain. He is, you know, he he's not the he's being the hero that Gotham deserves is Harvey or whatever. I don't remember the exact quote, but so you go that, right? So that's the traditional starting off point. So say that he gets like destroyed by the end of the second film. Like, I don't know if it's Bane breaks his back or whatever. Do whatever storyline you want. He's probably, you know, out of his depth by the end of the second movie. So then Catwoman shows up in the third movie having heard about that to try and help him out again, perhaps. Would make sense. And then that leads to the storyline where he reveals to Selena that his name is Bruce, yada, yada, yada. Maybe oh, pulling, no. some, pulling some Hush storyline of theirs. I definitely think Hush is another option because they have already said – he set up so many things. Yeah. Like, he set up – You know what he was doing. He knew that, like – like you, it made it very much on your toes. Like the most obvious path would be Joker because, like, that's what we've seen. But um, it's very obvious that like they set up Hush's dad as like, and it makes sense why Hush would hate Bruce Wayne. They set up you know the Harvey Dent thing with the DA being now killed, which leaves you know power struggle too with the Penguin, and you know you can bring in Bane, other you know crime bosses, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I think I think that's definitely something to to consider. I think. Yeah, I just think that it's gonna build to that, and then Selena will probably come back at that point. I don't yeah. think I don't think she'll come back immediately because that would make any sense, and that would be kind of oh heavy-handed. But also, Zoe Kravitz makes money, so no, that's not necessary. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It seems like they'll plan it to you know come back some point in the third movie to try and help out Batman because again, she's not she's not a villain in this movie, but she's a very morally gray, gray character. character. Yeah, exactly, and that's 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 where she's supposed to be. That's that's her character. In a nutshell, essentially. So, what did you I think? What did you think about uh, her being Falcone's daughter? I like it. I, I, I mean, in, in terms of weaving in things like that, totally fine with me. I think it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't change too much, especially because he's dead. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they introduce that plot line to heighten the stakes of the movie, and then they eliminate the character entirely, so it won't affect anything else. Mm-hmm. What are you? Davis is just staring at me. Now I have to go yell at him in a well, minute. We're going to break anyway, so go yell at Davis. I will, actually. I'll go do that right now. We are back with our final segment here on the Multiversal Podcast. You heard that vine boom. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, I definitely liked... I mean, I can't even think of a gripe for this film. I will say, did you see it? have you seen it multiple times? No, I've only seen it once. I have a couple gripes myself, but I, it's not I do, big. Watching it a second time, it is definitely slow. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was... You know, when you see any movie for the first time, it's like you know. But like, it is very. This is one I'm like, I'm not gonna rewatch. I was, I was noticing that a lot uh, watching the first time. There's a lot of scenes where like they just go a few seconds too long. Like there's one scene where Batman says something very definitive to Catwoman, and they just like stare at each other for like two seconds. I'm like, why, why is that happening? (laughs) And I didn't like that. I thought it ended too many times. I thought. His very dramatic cutting of the wire was a bit over the top, personally. I agreed with that. Because it was like, oh, is he going to die? No, he's fine. Why not just jump, cut, cut it, and it, then fall? Right. 
But that that was or it like was, throw the battering at it. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or you know, he has to jump to get it because he's not confident that he can throw it because he's new Batman. You know, and he mm-hmm. only has one battering, right? So do do that or whatever, and just jump and cut it, fall down, get up, you're fine, you've done it. Everyone's like, why was he a hero? That issue, it was an issue. I thought Jim Gordon was very invisible. Really? He didn't really. I mean, he didn't do a lot. There, there wasn't a lot for him to do in this movie. I really specifically like specifically because I think. That conflict with the captain about him siding with Batman is introduced, but it wasn't tied off. I think that should have gone somewhere with him, you know, constantly siding with Batman, any sort of consequence or whatever, any sort of intense discussion. But it's just, it's supposed to be in the middle of their relationship, which makes it weird. Because, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. they, they're not introduced to each other. Batman didn't choose him, even though he, he probably did. That's like kind of the way it works. It's, you know, the fact that, I, I maybe that's because I, I need to see it a second time to rewatch their scenes. But I thought that he didn't have a lot to do. I thought their scenes worked very well as like him being the only cop so far that's like friends with Batman and there for him kind of thing. I really like their buddy cop dynamic. I thought, um, what's the actor's name? Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright did a great job. Yeah, I know. I, I like that too. I like Jeffrey Wright. I think there's a lot to go there. I think, you know, maybe you don't. Well, man, DC making all these plans poorly makes me angry because I'm like, I like this Jeffrey Wright. Introduced Barbara Gordon. Boom, Batgirl. Yeah, but. But well, yeah, but but like, you they, can't do that because DC's already got plans in the wings for a Batgirl, Batgirl movie, movie that was supposed to be by Joss Whedon. Thank the heavens that he's not doing it anymore. But you know, you know who's going to be uh, Commissioner Gordon though in that one, right? Who is it? Uh, it's uh, J.K. Simmons. It's the same still one. J.K. Still J.K. Simmons. You sure? J.K. Simmons. Okay, that's that's cool. That's cool. All right, all right. I like J.K. Simmons. Obviously, I'm I'm glad they're doing giving him more to do for that because I thought he was. He would. He was a good, very good choice for that. He was a good choice for for Gordon, who literally did nothing. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's what's he supposed to do in a Justice League movie? Yeah, well, no, that and Batman vs Superman, because like he was in Batman vs Superman and literally like stood by the bat signal and did absolutely nothing. Um, it looks like we got a little bit of hecklers outside. Indeed, we do. I think it's unfair. I failed to wear green. This is unfortunate. I mean, I'm wearing green. green. Exa- I exact- don't even think that one of them's not even wearing green. Well, D- Dylan's pants are apparently green. Oh, that makes sense. They're like they're like blue though. It's it doesn't count. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think there's more to be done with that. I just wish he'd be he would have been more involved. But perhaps we'll see that in the future because he's got to become commissioner at some point. He's still only lieutenant. Didn't, wasn't the guy who died first the commissioner? Yeah, and then they reappointed another guy. That that was his captain with the mustache. Okay, so, so I wasn't Gordon, sure if he got appointed to commissioner. Or not. I, I I was I think it was implied. Gordon's got to become commissioner at some point. I would assume. I, I would find it very odd. Film, yeah, but how does he do that? You know that that's because in you know in in Batman Begins he goes from sergeant he ends the film lieutenant and then goes to commissioner Gordon because the other commissioner just dies, which is a whole thing. Even though a lot of issues with that, but. I wonder how they'll do it with this one because, you know, he's got he, – he, in my opinion, he has to have more of a role to do that because he just seems like Batman's friend that just violates the rules and lets him into the crime scene. But, like, what else is he doing to deserve a promotion? Yeah. But again, maybe they'll never do that. Maybe they'll leave him as Lieutenant, Lieutenant Gordon. I don't know. Yeah, he's still pretty young, so it would make sense. True, yeah. I, re- I wonder if there'll be a time jump between the sec- the first and second films as well. What do you think? It would be interesting. Yeah. I feel like – it it yeah, it would make sense too because like Gotham is flooded right now. So True. Like, it would make sense to clean that all up before the next film because like unless you're gonna because like let, let's be honest if Batman if someone like like I said when I pitched Mister Freeze came out Batman probably get his butt handed to him. True. He's True. already beat up from the whole Riddler fiasco. True. I mean th- those guys are basically normal guys with guns and about 
about took Batman out. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was like forty people though. So you know, it's, it's yeah, a lot. Fair. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot large group, and you know, this is young Batman. Hear me out. Uh, movie opens with Batman on his bat boat chasing Killer Croc through the city. <laughs> Book it. That would be awesome. I've heard a lot of people say Killer Croc. I liked Killer Croc in Suicide Squad. He was cool. For what it's worth. I mean, I wish he would have been bigger. I, be like- fair, fair. I wish a lot of things about that movie, but I like Killer Croc. I think he's a, <laughs> the, what annoys me, and this is what I liked about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, instead of just Suicide it's very confusing, is I feel like a lot of these like brute characters are very underutilized because they don't know how to like, you know, you've got to have an intelligent character for an hour, or in The Dark Knight Rises, you have Bane, but then turns out Bane is not the mastermind at all. He's, he's just a brute again. A lot of these guys don't know how to incorporate them for like a brief minute, like King Shark. I love utilizing King Shark, Killer Croc, Clayface, guys like that. Utilize them, yeah. even for a twenty-minute intro fight or whatever. It's, I think it's yeah, work. It's fun. But mo- movies are very focused on getting one big villain the whole time, which is why I liked the Batman because we, you know, we had Fal. Did they, didn't they call him Falcone in the movie? Yeah. But isn't his name Falcone? This is both ways. Same. It, it's spelled the same either way. True, but people like Batman Begins. It's Falcone. Gotham. It's Fa- the TV show. It's Falcone. This movie, Falcone. I'm pretty sure it's Falcone. It's not Falcone. Well, that's what they say in the Batman Begins. Well, when I read it, I read it as Falcone. It's Carmine Falcone. Yeah, because it's it's spelled it's spelled Which, that way. I'm happy we got to see him, but also I'm very sad that like they like they were basically throwing in the long Halloween like storyline like with like half it already over because like the whole Maroni case and stuff like that like that's like. If I my perfect Batman movies just take that book and make it into a movie. Really, I've I've never read it myself. So. It's like if The Godfather meets Batman. Basically. Ooh, so, so mob. Mob, yes. Right. So basically, the whole film is like it's Batman's second year again, or it's like first second year, but um, the mob still rampant in the state, and so there's the Maroonie and the Falcone family crime families, and so in this, you know, you see that Sal Maroney was already thrown into prison. Yeah. So. You know, of course, by Falcone. And so, like, in the book, it's, like, one person is killing members of each family on holidays. And, Whoa. And so, and they, like, it's a whole mystery and stuff like that. It yeah. Would be, it would be, it's a little too close to the Riddler plot now. Like, they couldn't do it. But, like, yeah. it was also, like, I, man. I'm fine with it just because I think, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm under, fine understanding how to do movies and do the rogues gallery, you essentially have to introduce Falcone as a means to an end. Yeah. Which is what they did with Batman Begins. They did it again here, and I'm, I like that they used him as a means to add depth to Batman's origin, add depth to Selina's origin, give us the Penguin, and you know, set up the Riddler's like character, which is you know misguided, wanting to get rid of corruption. I just like how they use him well enough to as a means to an end. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I think we're heading in to our last minute here on the podcast, so. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you, Alex, for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you very much for having me. Yeah, anytime. Thank you, Alex, for coming in, Davis, Adam, Luke, stopped in for uh, first 30 minutes all. But it's very fun, very good at Batman episode. If anybody ever wants to call in, the number for, if you're listening to this later on, is 334-844-9345. If you have the time, um, you can listen to Through the Lens on all podcast sources? Yes, all podcast platforms. We release a new episode every Friday at noon. Yes, it's very good. If you love movies, I recommend you listen to it. Thank you. So, thank you, and I will see you next week. We'll probably talk about some more comic book news, Mar- Captain Marvel trailer, or Miss Marvel, whatever her face is. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Multiversal. If you're listening live and missed some of the show, you can find reruns of this in every episode wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Weagle underscore AU on Instagram for updates on this show and everything else we have to offer on Weagle. If you have an idea for the show, you can DM me on Instagram at DavisLoganHerson or Twitter at LHerson. Tune in next week for another episode of Multiversal. See you, chump.